Go ahead. Um, I'm not saying. So. Yeah, I'm not saying that subjugation in itself is right. What I'm saying, because of it, ethnic groups were beginning to know how to develop and create within themselves. That's well, what I'm saying. Right. What were you saying about that's what's happening in St. Louis? Well, that's what's happening in St. Louis. You can see there are very few black businesses in St. Louis. You know, we don't have a hospital anymore. We do not have uh, nightclubs, restaurants. We do not have small community businesses. Are we, is, is this what we strive for though? This so was that, what we should strive for to develop. Uh, 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 an integrated society. That, that was the push to do that. And so now we have that. We don't have the integrated, the, we got the integrated system, but the integration has prohibited those development of different ethnic groups. The integration, for example, have destroyed the, the neighborhood, where the neighborhoods do not have their own businesses. So there's a price to pay? It is a price to pay. For integration? Yes, it is. Um, what does, besides um, the losing the businesses in, in the neighborhoods, what price, what other prices have been paid for integration? Not not respecting one's traditions. Traditions now are very loosely fitted in all kinds of schemes of activities. That has been stopped and has stopped being developed. Also, one's identification of, of one's ethnic background has been uh, more or less um, overlooked. Did, did you have to, when you began to know white it was in the air, in the army, um, was, it, was it easy for you who had been uh, pretty much uh, sheltered, so to speak? Well, it was were you comfortable? I was comfortable. Now, I'm a, I, I didn't see so much of the, of the racial differences of hatred or anything like that. I didn't see anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always taught to respect everyone and respect myself mm -hmm. and to develop it. So when I went into service, I didn't have that kind of experience other than the swimming pool. And then I went to Tokyo. And when I went to Tokyo, I was in the 24th Infantry, which was a subjugated uh, uh, battalion. You know, the 24th Infantry was an infantry that was established sometime in the Civil War. So it was only black, and but we did have white officers. But when I went, when I went to Yokohama, 
the 24th Infantry was there in Japan, in Yokohama, then it became integrated. So I had no problem with that. Um, right. And then I danced in the USO. Tell me about that. Oh, that was fun. I used to go to, I went to Osaka, Yokohama, and Tokyo and danced in the different USO places for soldiers where we would come and entertain. Mm -hmm. I used to do that. Yes. <laughs> And you were received well? Well, I received my regular uh, army pay. No, I said you were received well by audiences. Oh, yes. Even the Japanese. That's, we met the Japanese during that period of time. So when you came back? All right. When I came back, I went back. When I came back, then I went back to school. I went back to Tucker and I started working for Goldstein Swatch Rubber Company and then I became a married man with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and settled down to a regular? Yes, until my wife passed in 1969, you know, and I re reared my kids. And uh, then I just started the Children Performing Arts Academy. Um, what do you feel that you tried to hand down to your children as far as who they are and how is their life different? And well, I try to, what I try to say to my kids that you've got to respect them, themselves and respect other people. What do they say to you about race? My younger kids are saying... Looking at a beautiful picture of your family, yeah. your, your my, my, son and daughter-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, this is my son and this is my daughter-in-law. Uh -huh. right. Now, she was married first time. These are her two kids by her first husband. Uh -huh. This is my grandson. All right. Um, I teach my kids to be proud of themselves, to be proud that they are Americans, that they, they should make a contribution. And they are, you should meet them. They're really nice kids. I'd like to. Yeah. Um, but do you know how they feel about some of the things that we've been talking about? The same. Absolutely the same. Where did uh, where did your children go to school? Well, I have my oldest son, who, who is a minister. He has his own church. All right. In St. Louis? In St. Louis. And don't, I got to, every time I mention that, I said, Richard, I've got to apologize. It's on Prairie Avenue. All right. He's oh. a... He's a Richard too. Yeah, he's a Richard too. He's, he's the third. He's the third. Right. <laughs> he's a Richard III. Uh, my second son. Uh, I'm trying. It's, 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 I'm Catholic, and I reared him, and my wife and I reared him as Catholic. All right, but he decided to be Protestant. Okay. So all religions are all religions. So it didn't yeah. make my wife and I any different. Okay. Right. I, I, my other son. He's a petroleum engineer. And he's in, with the red, head. with the red car. Oh, okay. And he's a petroleum engineer, and he's now in Texas doing consulting work. Uh -huh. I'll show you. Okay. This is my granddaughter, great granddaughter. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> and these are my grandkids. Oh, they're beautiful. 
you have much to be proud of. Oh, I, I have. Um, all right. Um, let's see. What else? Um, how do you feel about race relations in St. Louis today? There's a lack of understanding, and that lack of understanding has been brought about of disassociation of identity. And I believe that's what the problem is. Everyone, all the, especially the color, seem to want to be separated in such a way that they are superior and that they have been downtrodden. And you know that had brought up, developed a mistrust. I think that was taught that. I think colored people was taught that. I was not taught that. Taught? Say that again. I. I They're taught. They were taught that they were different, and being different, there was separation of opportunities and what have you. Were they taught that by the white or the black? I, they were taught that by both. And when I was growing up, I, I was not taught that way. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference? What is the difference between, are you talking about the difference in generations? Yes. So that would have meant that your generation would have had to teach it to the next one. Right. My generation was in the same generation as Dr. Martin Luther King. Now, Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, was against discrimination, but he was against it with love. Mm -hmm. It was no hatred there at all. He was asking for all of us to come, to come together, and most of the Americans did come together, did they not? Yeah. And I think this is what it's lacking today. Um, have your perceptions changed through the years on the subject that we're discussing? No, right. it has not. I have, um, I have uh, uh, worked with uh, Helen Gannon, who is an Irish jig dancer, and we have started. Um, having performances together showing the similarities but yet differences of Irish jig dancing to that of tap dancing. Now tap dancing is, a, is an art form that was developed by Irish and African-American men. You know the Irish use stumps and shuffles and uh, they releve and they, and they use little metal on their feet for the cleating sound. Well, what we did, we put taps on it. And we developed that right here in this country. Well, what is the difference between the little metal that they put on and then what... The well, ours is the full. The tap is full. There's just little... little oh, little dots. Dots of spot and, oh. and embedded in the shoe. I think I have pictures of... of of traditional African-American jazz and tap dance with the University of Missouri at Columbia. 
For four years. For four years. All right, let me see. Here we, here we are. See? Here, the Irish, and here are my students. Uh-huh. Oh, darling. You've got, the, you've got all the little girls, uh, little white girls in their Irish costumes. And yes. You've got your boys in black pants and, and shirts. And, right. And, uh, you know, I met you. Uh, oh, here, here's, here, this was at the History Museum, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, I met you there. And, oh, did you? And what attracted me to you was the way you handled your children and the way you brought the uh, children from the audience up to, to learn from your children. Yeah, and see, this is what... But you, had, you were giving your children a sense of pride yes. along with the dancing. Yes. They just weren't up there dancing. They were up there learning how to feel good about themselves. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the way I was taught. And, and, it's and that's the way the Irish are taught, the same way. That's why they are, they can come in and join us because they are, the Irish children are taught the same way. Say it in your words. Yes. No, you say it in your words. The Irish children were taught to love themselves. And when they love themselves, they love their traditions and they are willing to share. That's what the Irish children were taught. And that's what I was taught. Yeah, well, it's, in, it's in everything you do. And that is so important. Um, uh, and you see that in my, in my aunt's dancing, in her singing. And you see that in, they got a movie out, and you must see it. I got to see it. Tina Turner. Yes. I got to see it. She had a hard life, but yet she was willing, were able to love people and to share. And when she would come back here, did you, were you able to see her when she came back? My aunt? Uh-huh. Yes. I, could, I saw my aunt in 1936, and then I saw her in 1951, and when she came here. And uh, she came here to fight subjugation. But she came here to fight subjugation with love. She didn't say separate. She said, let's come together. We're human beings. Let's love. All right? And I was with her, and I performed with her in 1951 at the Chicago Theater. And then in 1970... In Chicago. Chicago. And then I performed with her in 1973 in New York. And then my aunt passed in 1975. But when she came here, I, I understand, and you could probably fill me in, that, that she would not perform at a, to a segregated... Oh, no, she would not. So tell me about that. Was that well, a kill? No. Well, when she came here, uh -huh. well, they understood that she would not. But she opened up the nightclubs in Miami, Florida. And where all everyone can come in, she did that. She was the very first one in a long time to do that in 1951. She did that. But but what did she do here? What she she came here. She performed yes. at the Kill Auditorium, and she did it free to desegregate the schools and what have you for money and housing. That's when she came here. But she didn't. 
wouldn't dance unless everybody could come. Everybody could come. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. When she came, uh, did you have family gatherings or anything? Oh, yes. Yeah, we did. She was with my mother and with uh, some people that they call themselves our cousins, but that was the extended family, uh -huh. you know, during that period of time. Yes. And when she came, we, we were with those people and we were with my family. Um, Mr. Martin, did you have, um, I'm changing the subject now, uh, how did the civil rights, uh, the protests, uh, were you an observer, were, did you follow that? Uh, I followed it, I followed it, but I never participated in any of the marches and what have you. Mm -hmm. um, I understood what we were doing, mm -hmm. but I never did go out and demonstrate and I felt if I demonstrated, I would not try to, I would not be really getting to know these people. And I thought by my, you know, dancing and mm -hmm. being that, and, and through education, that we could do that. But I never demonstrated. Never did. Did you belong to any of the organizations? Uh, I belong to the NWACP. Yes, mm -hmm. that's a natural thing. But I. No, I didn't belong to to the core, you know, the mm -hmm. the one that went out. Congress and Yes, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't involve in that. I thought that was a waste of energy and a waste of time. I, t I thought their approach was wrong the way they was going. Why was that? I thought they were more, more bitterness rather than love. Yeah. Or understanding. Core? Yes. By the sit-ins and... Yes, I really did. See, I ne because of my background here in St. Louis, it was not necessary for me to want to go somewhere where I could not... If you can understand what I'm saying. Oh, I do. I do. It, it's a very complex thing, and I do. Yes. I, I hear you. You were content with... with yes. With, with things the way they were. Yes. Um, I, um, let's see, there was something else that was on my mind. I'm going to turn this off. Mm -hmm. Start it off. Uh, we had uh, colored police officers and we had white police officers in our neighborhood. And they protected and supported the families. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't see any variances of of respect from from the white police office or the black they all came in and they helped us kids they had the police remember the police circus yes and remember how all the policemen would come together and share and we went to this police circus we did not we did not see what, we did not experience hatred at all. Uh, did you go to the VP parade? Yes, we went there and uh, we enjoyed it. But suddenly years before, after that, they were talking about discrimination and all of that. And we did not understand what they were talking about. When you say we. 
Who are you in? I'm, I'm talking about the people in our neighborhood. The people, we went because it came through our neighborhood and we were part of that. But we never, and I'm talking about the people that live in Mill Creek era, downtown. We never felt that we were separated because we will have our own activities during the VP ball. And what would you do during We would go to the castle ballroom and have a ball, you know, a dance. We were having a good time. Because at the were you, it was we the same night that they were having? The same night that so they... you would dress up and have your own ball? Absolutely. Uh, and, and you were celebrating... The, the, the Vale Prophet. Uh -huh, at the Castle Ball. And our girls were uh, uh, selected as beautiful girls, and the boys would wear the tuxedos. Did you have a queen or a, of your own? I think we did have a queen. I got to check my mother out on them. Someone might call them. I think they did have a queen. Uh, I know they had scholarships. Was there also a um, uh, waiters and chauffeurs club? Yes. And did you go there? Yes, we did. Now, as, when I say did you go there, you went there as dating or uh, with dating. your wife? Well, I went there with my wife and my family, yes, we did. That was on uh, uh, Van der Venner. What other kinds of things? We, we've talked about the castle. Castle oh, ballroom. No, we talked about the Riviera. We talked about the waiters and the butlers and chauffeurs. Yes, the they also waiters, had... Waiters, yeah. clerks. Was there something for the... Now, I can only name the, the outstanding ones. They had neighborhood places, taverns and what have you, that people would come together. They had those kind of neighborhoods. Well, I was, uh, my background was with dancing and education and what have you. I didn't, I only went to the ones that were like the Riviera or the West End or the Castle. But Richard, in the in the you've come from Mr. Martin and to Richard in this interview. So, um, in the summer, you had no when there was no school. No, oh yes, there was school. There was summer school. Yeah. We was, had summer school. At we had summer school at Lincoln School at Banner. At Lincoln, I'm sorry. At Lincoln. At Banneker, yes, we had summer school. We only had two high schools, you know. We only had summer. Oh, we, they shine, and then we have Washington Technical High School. Three some, three schools, and that was during the um, 41, 42, 1941-42. We had three schools, and we had summer schools. We had, we could... You could go or not go? We could go. And did that hurry up your education? Yes. Uh, many of us finished elementary high school in three years because we could go to summer school every year, you know. How about swimming? Did you we had swimming pools, bath, public bath houses. What were the swimming pools? The one was on Jefferson Avenue, and they called that the fifth, the, the, what they called that? The fifth center or something like that. It was owned by the city. And then we had the Y, of course, which was on Pine. And we had uh, Vashon. Were these outdoor or indoors? 
be out and indoors. We had Vashon. Vashon had a little swimming pool out there where Harris was. It used to have an outdoor swimming pool there. Yes. So we had, uh, we, and, and, and the schoolyards were open during the summer, and we had sports, volleyball, baseball. We had crafts. So it was like a, so you did that? Your family, we, yeah, and the rest we, of your brothers and sisters? We, we all did that. It was traditional. You know, we had summer school. Uh, did you go to, uh, when, did you go out of your neighborhood to, for anything? Did you go to Forest Park or Oh, we were, Park? We went to Forest Park. That was close to us. And what was the occasion? Oh, for picnics. And uh, uh, right there on Grand Avenue, where Grand and St. Louis, uh, Louis University is. Uh -huh. That was well where those buildings are there. That was a great big lot, and they used to have circuses there. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, Tina Turner used to perform there on the lot. <laughs> yes. Um, did you go and watch the um, uh, high school sports being played? Oh yes. Oh, you know, at, at Sumner, Bashan, that when the schools there was segregation. You know, Sumner, Vashon, and Washington Tech. We used to go for the, for, you know, for the sports activities there. I understand there was a great rivalry between Vashon and Sumner. Yes. And yes. So that must have been what they had around Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yes, it was. But you see, there we were developing their own ethnic identification. Yes. Um, did you go to any baseball games? Oh yes, Browns. Oh, remember the yes, Browns? They used to give free tickets. Do you remember that? No. They used to give free tickets. Yes. And we how, used to. How did you get them? Uh, uh, they would send it to the schools. Oh. And we used to get free tickets, and they used to provide funds for buses to take us to the sport park, which was on Grand. And did you have to sit in a certain area? No, no. we sat all over. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to segregate you in this conversation. No. But I hear it so differently from other people. It's, it's really... No, well, we were integrated at, uh -huh. at, at uh, on Grand. Okay. Sportman Park, yes. Did you ever go to the, to see the, the uh, uh, Negro, all Negro leagues? Yes, now they used to play where uh, Harris Stowe is now, that you know, that big spot, that, that used to be Vashon High School, and, and the black players used to play there. Yes, I've been there many times. Um, now that I've sort of brought up these kinds of different things, are there things that, that you did that I'm not speaking of? Can you uh, think of any other Oh, we don't know. The only thing that's, that's still here today is the Animal Long Home. But we used to have so many activities. You know, the black baseball players, we used to have uh, uh, sports act activities of the different schools. Oh, it was... Um, Sleeping car porters. Pardon? The sleeping car porters. 
sleeping car porters, well, they used to work the, the, uh, uh, the trains. The Brotherhood of the Sleeping Car Yes, they used to work the trains, and that was like a, a big profession during that day, those mm -hmm. days. And they would travel all over the country. Yeah. Go ahead. They would travel, you know, they had a certain, certain identity of skillful recognition as a porter in the community because they used to tell all the stories. <laughs> um, you know what I mean by stories? They would tell stories about what happened on, you know, from trains. one geographic area to another. I used to love to hear those stories. Think it was a hard job? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you have been wonderful. Um, I enjoy talking with you. And I appreciate your coming down to get me. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. I'm and going I'm down with that, you. That, no, no, don't. Oh, I'm going down with you. Yes, Why? I am. Oh, because I should. No, you should not. <laughs> yes, because I then should. No, I'm, then I'm staying. Oh. I don't want you to have to do the steps again. Oh. Um, oh. All right. I, uh, no, I got to go down with you. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank it's you. my it, pleasure. It's been a pleasure to spend this time. Oh with well, you. I will. After you finish that, would you share it with me? Whatever you're gonna yes, do. Yes. Yes. With it, and she brought that. She was right in from our area, and love has nothing to do with it unless you love yourself. Okay, so you say we haven't been taught. We have to not love. been. Taught to love ourselves. In the last generation. In the last generation. That we haven't been taught that from our parents? Yes, we have not. You will notice, you notice on television today, kids are killing their parents. And if they kill their parents, they don't love themselves. so wonderfully about the sense of the Mill Creek and um, what what when you got the news that that they, they were going to tear that down and that you all had to leave and move somewhere else uh, we thought that let me tell you what most of our people in our neighborhood thought they were. We thought it's about time they're going to tear this down and put us in a better place. <laughs> you know, we did not, and we moved together. We did not know that that was the. Uh, it was bad until other people saying it was bad. <laughs> we thought that the city was doing something good for us because we were all moving together. Did you have a choice of where to move? Yeah, well, we could have moved to West End if we wanted to, yes. And what did they give you or help you? How did they? Oh, well, I don't know. during that period of time, Mom and my father, you know, Dad was in Europe then. However, Mom and my stepfather were making the arrangements there. And that's why Mom moved into Car Square Village, right in that area. And she sold our home. 
and she moved there. But there, uh, I don't know what happened, you know. What was that year? Oh, what year was that? And I think it was in 50, 1950, in 49. 1949-1950, during that period of time. That's when they be began to decide to, to tear down all of that. Oh. And that's when I went back to Tucker Business College. I moved to... So you didn't go to Carswell? Uh, my mom did, and my other brothers and sisters did. Hmm. I wonder, was that the beginning, do you think, of of the changes? That was the beginning of the changes. Of the attitude, the mentality. The beginning of the changes. I saw a very interesting program during the um, the West End area where Homer G. Phillips was. Mm -hmm. um, they were discussing how that neighborhood has gone simply because it was separated, that the people didn't have the same togetherness. And they are trying to get that back together. When you were sick, when you were ill as a child, where, where, did, uh, where did you I went, I, my mother took, uh, took me to Bourne's Hospital. And she did not take me to, um, um, People's Hospital, and I never asked my mom why she took me to Bourne's. I think she could get a, uh, a clinic card or something there at Bourne's Hospital. Now, at Bourne's Hospital, I learned many years that when my mom was taking me there, it was segregated. And I did not, mom never, mom, mom made that choice to take me to some a hospital where she thought there was better service. But they permitted her to bring. They didn't say you cannot bring because you are black. But it was, uh, it, it was. a selective basis or, or there was a clinic. Or, it was a clinic or something there. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember it as such. Mm -hmm. I have heard a few different things. I have heard that uh, you could be referred by a physician and they might take you on a selected basis. Well, maybe that's what um, happened. To, or uh, there might have been an emergency room. I think if they had admitted you as a patient, I heard that uh, I have been told that there was an area in the basement. It was in the basement. I remember that when I was a little kid, about five or six years old. And that, that was a clinic there for us. Mm -hmm. Mom always took us there. So then you were seen by white doctors? White doctors, yes. So she preferred the white doctor? To I guess she did. I never asked her. I'm going to ask Mom about it. Yeah. Well, she made that decision to take us there. You think your mother would enjoy talking? Uh, no, I don't think she will. I've got to ask her. She, Mom is now 82. And everything is very personal to mom. Okay. <laughs> well, you ask her what you're not sure of. Right? Yes. All right. Well, I, so it looks like mom did a really fine job in raising her children. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mom still smoked. Isn't that something? Does it look like it's hurt her? <laughs>